0: Just call up.
1: Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime.
2: What's up, guys? Welcome
1: to Masters.
2: Of the cinematic universe do the marvel cinematic universe
0: welcome to all right william <laughs> shatner what the fuck's happening right. this intro is never going to take off no. it is a plane with one wing there's <laughs> there's it's no like putting
2: a screen door in a submarine yeah,
0: yeah yeah it's just just this is masters of cinematic universe we're talking about some marvel movies but there it's I, I, i'm shooting a hole in it just let it sink Just let it sink.
2: (laughs) But, like, I was at a party, and, like, my friend told me that he was listening to the podcast, and then, like, he was like, yeah, you know, that's a really good bit you do there. So, like, I was like, oh, that's cool, man, but, like, what about this bit? And he's like, yeah, man, that's cool. I heard somebody else do that bit the other day, so you should try to do that bit because, like, that bit went over on this TV show I was watching the other day, and that TV show was like, you know, my buddy was like, hey, you should check out this TV show.
0: And I was talking to this girl, Rhonda. and she was all, she was all like, uh, see, like, I don't even have the energy to, yes, dear. <laughs> oh, my God. But I said this earlier, my favorite line in the movie we're talking about today is some version of, so I was at a wine tasting and it was red wine. You know, how I feel about red wine, but there was this rosé that just saved the day. It was delightful. <laughs>
2: I wish, like, his theme song would be, like, Born a Rambling Man.
0: <laughs> yeah. oh, he was the best character in this movie. I concur. We are talking about Ant-Man. Uh, 2015, if I'm getting my ears right. And uh, Ant-Man is Marvel, or the MCU, or Marvel Studios. It's basically saying, guys, we can do whatever the fuck we want now. Yep. What? what ant-man the movie is ant-man the character no one ever thought they wanted to see
2: (laughs) yep he could shrink and get really fucking big
0: yes that's it oh and he hangs out with ants lock my
1: dig. no (laughs) (laughs) fuck
0: you (laughs) dog
1: Sorry, man. It's late, guys. Good night, ladies it's and late. gentlemen. It's late. I've had a long weekend. I'm it's fucking tired. Jerry. <laughs> exactly. So shit's just coming out now. We'll. I'll try uh, to keep it. Uh, keep that's it what happens right. at no. your age. That's why they invented Depends. pens. <laughs> rough stuff. We're not no. quite there yet, and I'm, I'm. Emphasis on the word "quite there." <laughs> you know, everybody
0: always talks about getting old and like getting to that stage of life is a bad thing. I can't wait until I can just sit around and shit my pants at will. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awesome. That's actually
1: a good point. Yeah, You
2: know, um, I know we're talking about how Ant-Man, like nobody fucking like, cared or knew who he was or wanted this to happen, but uh, I will say Ant-Man's actually, you know, when we go start going forward may possibly be responsible yeah. for the saving of the entire yep. 50% of the
1: existence 100%. he's the anti he's the anti Jar Jar Binks Jar Jar Binks mm. was responsible for the entire fucking empire where okay. where where Scott saved us from that, that yeah. you know that that fate so yes I I agree and
2: actually if it wasn't for a rat
1: that's true that
0: rat yeah
2: Ratman is actually the catalyst that saved Ant-Man that's who true. saved the entire human
1: race uh, that that's a painful. That hurts. I I, yeah, I cringe yeah. when I think about that shit. I convinced myself that that's not what happened. That it just <laughs> walked across, and then the thing went on. Like I I still swear that's the case. But you know, the thing with the thing with Ant Man, like when I talked about Guardians of the Galaxy, not having known anything about that, and being concerned because you know. Yeah, they announced Chris Pratt, but Chris Pratt was fucking Parks and Rec. He was a dumpy dude, you well, know. So, was, so a, was Paul Rudd. Regular, no, but I, I, have <laughs> always loved Paul Rudd. That was the thing when they announced the cast, yeah. and and you got Michael Douglas, one of my favorites, and Paul Rudd. I'm like, I don't care that I don't know this. It's going to be great. It's got to be great just because those two are in it. And well, then know, as Paul, the cast list got revealed more and more, well, also
2: Evangeline Lilly. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: lost. lost.
0: I can get lost in there. Um, Let's be honest up front. This movie does as well as it does for, I think, everyone who watches it, just on the back of Paul Rudd and his likability. That is a likable dude. Right?
2: Think about the characters who come from this, like, the Ant-Man universe. I mean, just the actors alone. Fucking Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, Evangeline Lilly, Corey Stahl randall park right. um t.i uh tip harris
0: <laughs> yeah. michael
2: pena the best then, character
0: um, in the movie lewis played Michael yes pena.
2: walton
1: Motherfucking coggins i know right yeah i mean like yeah everybody's a fucking all-star in ant-man yeah yeah they did it right i mean they they grabbed for that cast knowing that we would have our doubts and questions as to yeah. why this was happening and it worked it can and work.
2: who else did i miss anybody else that's super important uh, oh what uh,
1: judy greer
0: yeah, Judith Greer. that's right. Who's her husband? uh Bobby Cannavale. Uh, oh, yeah. Bobby Cannavale. Yeah, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. And then I um, also dig him.
2: The the the, ma, the wife, Hank Pym's wife in part two. Um, not to mention oh, Lawrence Michelle Fishbur- Pfeiffer. Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Lawrence yeah. Fishburne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in <and laughs> the second Fishburne, one. Yeah, Lawrence yeah. Fishburne. Yeah, I'm yeah. just well, I'm saying the Ant Man universe. Yeah, yeah Randall, no, Randall Park yeah. doesn't really come into the second one either.
0: No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And neither does
2: Walton Coggins.
0: Well, let's jump into this thing to figure out why we like this movie so much. Yeah, Uh, we start in 1989, year of our Lord, with uh, Hank Pym, played by Michael Douglas, in what is a shockingly great DH CGI.
1: Uh, Yeah, yes, I know, right? You get nervous when you hear that's happening. I know uh, this is fucking.
0: This feels like witchcraft. Yeah. Like because you see the CGI evolve throughout the course of these films. Yeah. We started with Iron Man. They were always good. Iron Man was good, but they they definitely got better and better and better. And now here we are in 2015, and there is some sort of voodoo curse that I don't understand <laughs> at play because it's eerie how good it yeah. is.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, true. It really is.
0: Uh, we see Hank and he's resigning from S.H.I.E.L.D. Because he realizes that Howard Stark, played by uh, John Slattery, another great-
1: Howard Stark 2.0. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because Dominic Cooper's gone. He is gone. uh, For some reason,
2: John Slattery is Howard Stark to me, though. Oh, no,
1: I agree. I I, (laughs) I wasn't upset at that. I love Dominic Cooper, but I I think John Slattery just nailed it. And again, because I dig him as an actor. I love him in anything. Yeah,
2: well, Mad Men was
1: like one of my favorite- He was my favorite um, person in Mad Men. (laughs) Yeah. You you guys ever see The Adjustment Bureau? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good movie. That was That's a very a good underrated movie. good movie, and, and Slattery was in that. I mean, yeah, it, it's uh, yep. yeah. It and it's Slattery has that
0: has that like smarminess that he brings yes. with him. You know, yep. it's yeah. kind of perfect for right. Just I mean, swag. Dominic Cooper
1: was a little comic booky, yeah, know, but not yeah. in a good comic booky way. You know yep. what I mean? He was a little. I just like, feel like Dominic Cooper
2: should be in some kind of like Jumanji or like Tomb Raider or one of those type movies yeah. more. Oh than- I, no, I, I
1: dig him. I dig him in a stuff. How I would loved start- him in Peggy Carter, though. I mean, I thought he was great, Peggy Carter. yeah Yeah. he just
2: doesn't have enough swag yeah he kind of reminds me like a poor man's
1: evan peters (laughs) (laughs) Maybe evan peters is like half his fucking age dude (laughs) yeah i don't know
0: (laughs) well well anyway uh yeah he's resigning from shield shield is a thing at this point howard stark is involved as you know and he's pissed because howard's been trying to replicate his shrinking technology um, he just does not want this shit in in anybody's hands um yeah. and I like this
2: scene too We get the construction side of the triskelion
0: yes man yeah yep yep very cool, very cool you know laying the groundwork for stuff that you're gonna be excited about as a fan and uh yeah he's he's got a good point about not wanting this technology to fall into the wrong hands. It's basically what the whole movie's about so. Uh, thank you opening scene for making that abundantly clear and for blowing my goddamn mind with your incredible. Yeah.
1: Project. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, so now we're back in the present day and we're introduced to Scott Lang played by the um, incredible Paul Rudd. Um, he's just finished serving his last day at San Quentin state prison. Um, I like how like the scene starts with him fighting somebody too. And like, you realize that that's like the gang jump out for the prison.
1: Like, Yeah. yeah
2: um and he's like wow I thought you were uh, that was really cool but uh you know could we not have done this
0: you want your cornbread <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah I thought about my cornbread, cornbread what? <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> so um we go outside and we see his old cellmate there to pick him up Luis played by Michael Pena um he says hey come stay at my apartment with me um and he says he has a job for Scott, but you know Scott's like, no, man, I, I'm trying to go legit. Um, and it turns out the job he was talking about was Baskin-Robbins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which Scott does get fired from when they find out that he's a criminal. Um, I love the scene with him and the manager. He's like, whoa, mad respect, bro. I love what you did. That was so awesome. And look, just between you and me, if you want to grab a manga mocha, mocha madness on the way out, I won't even act like I saw it. <laughs>
0: it really does set the stage for like oh this is a legit funny movie
2: yeah
1: oh
0: yeah definitely like this isn't a marvel movie trying to be funny this is a straight up comedy like it is really good
2: yeah it's a comedic heist film i mean there's no like question like how we talked about with the other movie um was the spy movie uh winter soldier Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like this is a straight up just heist film That's, that's funny um so Scott now isn't able to get any really legitimate work with his criminal record um and he finds out that he uh, had worked for we find out that he had worked for a company that had been overcharging their customers so basically he had hacked into their system and transferred millions of dollars back to the customers so he's like a modern day Robin Hood is what yes. he really is you know that was his crime that he got arrested for it wasn't anything crazy um
0: well, we he had inter- to remain likable as a character. Like,
2: yeah, yeah, you couldn't dislike him for what he did. Yeah,
0: they couldn't let him out of prison and be like, oh, yeah, this guy's a pedophile, but now he fights crime not going to fly.
2: I don't know. I mean, I just got done watching The Punisher, and he was basically just a fucking murder machine. Then, Like, you like him.
0: That's true. That's true. But Which
2: season two was fucking great of that show. Yeah.
0: You know, you know they're recasting The Punisher as Paul Rudd?
2: Uh, i'm actually on my last of the netflix series which i started today which is the last jessica jones and i'm already disappointed five episodes in
1: yeah (laughs) yeah that was that was i just came
2: off the high of watching luke cage season two iron Fist season two punisher season two daredevil season three and i have to get fucking jessica jones season three to end it all yeah (sighs) so back to this good movie um we get introduced to Dave, who's played by T.I., which I fucking love T.I. So, like, when I saw him in this, I was like, oh, yes, T.I. is one of the funniest rappers there is. Yeah. Like, if you ever listen to the shit he says, it's ridiculous. Um, plus, he's just got a great flow in that Atlanta style. Um, we also get introduced to Kurt, who's played by David Des-
1: Dasmalchian.
2: Dasmalchian. I don't know how to pronounce yes. it, but David Dalmatian. Um, David Dalmatian.
1: David Dalmatian. He's David Polkadot man yeah he's
2: an it, identity theft specialist
0: yeah doing straight um, up a uh, boris from bullwinkle right Isn't <laughs> yeah.
1: great he's so he's such a great actor you know he's so understated in what he does was and, he in I men mean,
2: in black I
1: uh i don't think so no because he's kind of young for that one but okay he's been in a ton of stuff i mean he's he's a uh james gunn protege so he's in a lot of james gunn stuff Gotcha. Um, they're best friends. They hang out. If you if you follow Gun's Instagram and his Instagram, like there's always pictures of them just palling around with the whole crew and stuff. So he just he seems like a really cool dude. He has a that's wonderful
0: cool. turn as Poke Dot Man. Yes, man. Oh.
1: exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh. Uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah,
2: that's probably why they you know they got him for that because he's a Dalmatian. You know.
1: Nah.
0: Between you and Doug, the show, the episode's over, man. The jokes are just <laughs> yeah. unstoppable today.
2: <laughs> uh so Luis has a tip about a robbery they can all go do together and uh you know, maybe maybe get back on their feet.
1: Yeah. Uh so within with this see Hank, he's been invited to a presentation uh at PIM uh Pim Tech, you know, the company he founded and he's sort of retired from. Uh runs into his daughter, uh, Hope Van Dyne, played by Evangeline Lilly. Um, real quick story back in my you know, more politically incorrect okay. days, I used to join a uh, fantasy football survivor league every year and the only requirement for the league is you had to name your you, n- you had to name your team after uh, food and uh, uh, an actress, a girl. So my my team was always Evangeline Lily and coconuts. <laughs> no, so I would have uh, just because a lost. And I this is going back to like 2004 or 5 when Lost was in its heyday. So yeah. anyway, uh, so and then he, you know, he he sees his daughter and, and his former protege Darren Cross, played by the great Corey Stahl. another dude that I love, so good in anything that he does. Um, so uh, Darren is showing him a prototype of the Yellow Jacket suit. So it's it's a model. It's modeled after the old Ant Man suit that Hank invented. Um, and the problem is Darren hasn't not had excess success shrinking living tissue and um i'm sorry guys because i'll be honest with everyone up front i I didn't get a chance to watch this day is this with the sheep shrinking does that happen later No, it's later it happens a little later okay all right so i won't even talk about it that's fine
2: so um before we get to that though um in this scene hank pym hasn't been back here in years you can tell like he's forced out of the company like he hasn't been back so it's kind of awkward when he walks in and he like the security guy goes, can I show your ID? And he points at a giant picture of himself on the wall. He's like, does this work?
1: Is that good? Exactly. Um,
2: yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, Darren Cross gives this whole, like, presentation about him being Ant-Man and, like, showing, like, videos and stuff. And he goes, and, you know, um, Pim plays it off, like, oh, that's just propaganda. We used to show this. It wasn't real. Um,
0: yeah, tall tales.
2: But after he realizes that, you know, that he actually might be onto this, he kind of breaks covers. Hey, look, you can't do this. Like, there's a reason I didn't do this. And he goes, "I knew it was real, but you never trusted me. That's the problem. You never gave me a chance." Um, yeah,
0: so you get you get the villain's motivation. Is he feels you know cast aside by his his once mentor, and he's worked so hard at replicating what he's what he's done in the past and now he's almost there and he brought him there basically to to pull his dick out and say fuck you i'm doing (laughs) it yeah basically
1: so he
2: he agrees at this point also to sell the technology to to somebody else um but he's going to keep you know the supply for the technology he's just going to sell the technology and then uh one of the guys who disagrees with him from the company he meets him in the bathroom and he basically turns him to this pile of gelatinous shit because uh that's how you see that it doesn't work
1: that's what happens to me every night when I go to sleep, and <laughs> <laughs> I get better. That was that um,
0: was a great scene too because it shows you how unhinged uh, right. Darren Cross already is. Yeah. He he turns this guy into goo, and then he just wipes him up with a fucking paper towel, it flushes him and, right, and he flushes him down the toilet. It's and he's like, "Bye, Frank," like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, Scott borrows lewis's van which becomes a main character in the mcu by the way it
1: does big time
0: um but he borrows this van and he drops in on the birthday party of his daughter cassie and uh she is a wonderful child actress named abby ryder forston she so charismatic child actors are so dicey in in movies you never know what you're gonna get does a great job because she's like the emotional core for him
1: they like a box of chocolate eric yeah you you never know what you're what you're gonna get
0: <clears throat> Sometimes your child actors are just uh, real <laughs> shitty, like uh, you know. And I hate to say this because he was—he's had a rough go of it, man. But poor Jake Lloyd.
1: Like, I'm sorry. That's a hundred percent on fucking Lucas. Fuck him. Yeah, I was yeah. having this conversation with my cousin last night, actually, and we both agree. I mean, Lucas claimed he had thousands of actors there, like over a thousand actors that he auditioned, and and you're telling me jake lloyd's the best one he found are you out of your friggin mind
0: dude so there is a documentary okay i think you can find it on youtube it's about the making of the phantom menace Mm -hmm. okay so you have access into these these rooms that lucas is in it is the best thing i've ever seen because everyone's afraid of george lucas in the room so it's like 50 yes men yep and he's he's looking at auditions and there's a kid that's really good and there's Jake Lloyd, and you see Jake Lloyd's audition. He, f- it's fucking awful. Mm-hmm. But George Lucas is just like, that's the one, you know. <laughs> and you can see like the looks of panic on people's faces in the background. Holy like, shit! It is fucking. Oh, I gotta find that one. That's great. it is.
1: It is great. Look, um, I got a conspiracy theory that Lucas never actually wrote American Graffiti in the first Star Wars movie. Oh. He, he he was hanging out with his little cadre of fucking geniuses, with Coppola and Spielberg and, and, and Reitman and the whole crew that they used to party with. And they all came up with the idea. And then once he had to go out on his own, he's fucked. Anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> this
0: is the Beatles giving the Rolling Stones fucking satisfaction. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's what you're saying. Oh, yep. Okay. All right. That's I'm what I'm a- saying because it, no nobody who wrote American Graffiti could could also be responsible for the first at least the first two of the three no fucking way okay I listen man I I don't buy into many conspiracy theories but this (laughs) this holds water for me all right I'm just saying all right go ahead
0: all right so uh yeah he's going to his daughter's birthday party um you get some you know family dynamic obviously he's separated from his wife um, he was not invited to this birthday party. He just figured it out. Yep. So he runs into uh, Cassie's soon-to-be stepfather. He's a cop uh, named Jim Paxton, played by uh, Bobby Cat- Cannonvale. And uh, he's not happy to see him because...
1: Cannavale. Come on, he's
0: Italian. Eric. Oh, Canavale. okay. So, all right, I'll get Canavale. a little more Jersey with it. Yeah, all right. Bobby Cannavale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not happy to see him Hey, Star is Humble.
1: that a Bobby Cannavale over there? Yeah, Bobby Bacala. No, oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: his ex-wife Maggie played by Judy Greer tells him that he has to find a job and he has to pay his child support before she'll allow visitation with Cassie she's being pretty fair this is not one of those movies where they paint like the ex-wife is the villain who's holding yep. the child back yeah. she's trying to be cool she's like look I understand you love your daughter you want to be here but you're also an ex-con you gotta get your shit together you just have to Um, and he wants to, he legitimately wants to, you know, he was working that Baskin Robbins, uh, gig to the best of his ability and Baskin Robbins and, uh, Paul Rudd. This is the beginning of a beautiful relationship that will extend into the next Ghostbusters movie. (laughs) They uh, call it out in a wonderful way. Um, Jim and his partner, Gail, uh, insist that Scott leave the party. Basically, saying, like, you know, I could have you arrested if I really wanted to be a dick about it. Um, so he says goodbye to Cass and he leaves.
2: Yep. And then um, we flash back over to PimTech Tech and uh, Hope and Darren are in a room. And well, Darren's trying to like prove to her that he's got it figured out and he's going to shrink a sheep. She like has this look of horror in her face. So when that sheep comes in, cause it's so like adorable and cute. And well, um, she's
0: like, aren't you going to use a rat? And he's like, does it matter? <laughs>
2: yeah. oh, he just fucking does not care. Also, I want to take this time to point out the fact that why did you wear that wig? You did not need that wig. You look it doesn't it doesn't look good. Like
0: oh, the bob. Your,
2: yeah, you look like the chick from like the Incredibles that makes the superhero costumes. I'm like, <laughs> we don't need that. Like you look perfectly fine as you are. Like actually better
0: as you are it was a choice yeah it was a it was an extreme choice. yeah it
2: didn't work for me at least um the experiment fails and we get a pile of sheep goo uh Darren also insists that they press forward and bring me another
0: sheep quick too he's like yeah "Yeah." that was like 34c he's like sanitize the workstation bring me 35c
2: he's like I got some shepherd's pie to make (laughs)
1: yeah shepherd's goo um that's.
0: No, let me know. <laughs> See that's what yeah. I'm making tonight,
1: folks. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Let me know how that goes. Who's the shepherd? <laughs> 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 yeah. Mm. Eric's right. We are bringing it, Joe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Scott, he, he's doing the math and he realizes that if he keeps working a minimum wage job, he's. Gonna be a year before he sees his daughter again, so that's definitely not working. And it sort of forces his hand into agreeing to take Lewis up on his offer. Um, so uh, Lewis's cousin Ernesto, played by Nicholas uh, Berea and uh, had a friend. Um, this is the first time we see the story, right? Where he's like, Matt Lewis is mouthing, or he's narrating as they mouth the words, right? Yes. I mean, it, yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's so well crafted it's so funny because you know the characters are all just they're playing lewis Mm -hmm. as themselves and it's fucking great yeah um she was a housekeeper and was dating Ernesto's friend carlos uh she told carlos the man whose house she was cleaning had a giant safe that they were sure was holding some valuables and scott agrees to help them with the robbery um yeah
0: it really is like the funniest way to do that scene yes is is to do like a montage of the actual people Mouthing the words as he's saying them because yeah. he doesn't change his voice and it's nope. it's wonderful. It is mm-hmm. just so funny. I paused the movie and rewound it and waited half an hour for my wife to be done with like the things that she had going on because I was like, you have to see this scene. Yeah, like, this is the funniest <laughs> part of the movie.
1: Yeah,
0: and it is, but you know, like it wasn't worth waiting half an hour for. She's like, this really like you could. <clears throat> <clears throat> But I mean, it, it's just—it's delightful, man. He brought something to this role that, yes, yeah. totally unexpected. Um, oh God, is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn again. Shit. So Scott realizes that it's gonna be. Nope, did that one. <laughs> By the way, this is my second can of Neon Rainbows New England Style IPA from Excellent. Cooperstown, New York. What, what's the alcohol on that one? It's uh. 50%. What? No, I'm just kidding. This is a, it's a 6.7%. Oh, it's okay. Like a, that's terrible. That you get
1: two of them in there, and it, yeah. right, it does it, it. does the trick. But it's the big boy, you know. What are you going to yeah. do? Yeah,
0: yeah. So, uh, Lewis picks up supplies for the break-in. Kurt steals a communication technician's uniform. Uh, that night, Kurt climbs up a pole outside Hank's house, and he blocks the circuit, cutting off all phone communication. Scott climbs the fence pretty well. They're impressed with this guy. Like, oh shit, he's got moves. Uh, he takes out the window sensors, pries open a window, heads to the basement. He unlocks the basement door, only to find a second door that is fingerprint-coded. This is where you get to see some of Scott's ingenuity.
2: Yeah, your first heist,
0: point too. Yeah, and it is very heist. You get your music. You've got your tension. He you gets some tape. He gets a uh, fingerprint off the doorknob. He's like cooking uh loctite on the stove he's got a whole system you realize very quickly that this is a smart cat um so he's able to trick the door gives it the print finds another safe behind that safe it's kind of a like jesus christ like what is this guy hiding um the safe that's there it's an older safe he's familiar with it he realizes that um he's gonna have to do some more jerry rigging to get through it so he it's actually made
2: out of the same metal they use on the titanic
0: yes right. and and he very deftly points out that like that metal did not like the cold if you remember so he squirts some water into these holes that he drilled and he fills it with nitrogen and freezes it and as the water warps and expands the steel like bolts are shooting out he's smart enough to have hung like a comforter yep. up yes to block yeah. the bolts <laughs> and a mattress
2: I, to catch the door
0: yeah, which was a, a nice touch. Um, so the door sort of blows off, and when he gets inside, the only thing in there is what he says is like a, a weird-looking motorcycle suit and a helmet.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So you know, Lewis is apologizing that it's a bust. He knew he needed the money, but he just he grabs the suit and the helmet and he and he runs out. Meanwhile, you realize that Hank has been watching the whole thing via all this surveillance, all this creepy saw. TV screens, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, everything is none as it seems.
2: We get the view of the ant on the, the bookshelf also with a little camera on it, which is kind of cool. Yeah.
0: A, a camera ant is the coolest, creepiest, voyeuristic thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, so, uh, Scott's now <clears throat> been dejected at not having got anything valuable, um, and they head back to Luis's apartment. Uh, Scott then is in the bathroom examining the suit that he stole. He wonders why this thing was so heavily guarded. Um, At one point he pulls out a little tube of red and blue fluid, um, which he doesn't know what that is at at that point in time, but that's quite an important thing. Um, He decides to put the suit on and see what it looks like, and then uh, he steps back into the bathtub because he's too close to the mirror and wants to take a better look at himself in the suit. Um... While he's got the suit on, he starts playing with it, and he notices there's some buttons on the gloves, and he pushes one of them, and just instantly shrinks tiny, 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 like half an inch high. Um, At that exact moment, uh, Luis decides he's taking a shower, which is kind (laughs) of funny. Like that was yes, Um, and he uh, comes in the bathroom, um, turns the water on, and starts getting naked, which I love. How Scott's like, no, (laughs) (laughs)
0: Luis.
2: Because uh, imagine how big that would look right now. Yeah, no Michaels, Pena. <laughs>
0: Michael's Pena. Michael's Pena. Yeah, and, it's, um, yeah and, and you know Hank Pym's talking to him through the helmet this whole time, like oh like, yeah, fucking disembodied trial voice by of water. God. Yeah, I'm like
2: or I guess more like trial by water. <laughs> um, when the when the water turns like a tidal wave, um, and you know he tries pushing a different button, but it's not working. So panic, he jumps away from the water. And uh, is flying across the room, which then he lands in a crack. And for some reason, in the apartment below, there's a crazy party going on in the middle of the day. <laughs> um, I always say day because I did see sunlight coming in in the bathroom.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: but down there it's nighttime, and there's like a crazy rave party going on. Um, Scott is on a record player, and he's like holding on the ridges of the record. A needle hits him and throws him across, uh, where he lands on the floor. Gets almost gets stepped. I think he does get stepped on at one point. He, he does. Lifts yeah. foot up.
0: It's the gag with the record needle, because it's it appeared to me. If you go back and watch the scene, he's on the record. He's holding on to the ridges. The needle comes at him between his legs. Yeah, and then you just hear the record scratch like. <laughs> 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 so that that needle just straight up hit him in the dick.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yep, not shot. Good to know.
2: Um, he goes under a door and out into the hallway where he's in another room. And there's vacuuming going on. Um, he gets sucked up into the vacuum cleaner, but shoots out of the bag, and uh, flies underneath the wall. And then now he's looking at a gigantic rat, uh, which he runs away from, and then ends up landing on a mousetrap. This scene is just like crazy too. Like it's just pure insanity going on. This yeah, entire scene.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, it reminds me of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Like so. I was much.
0: just gonna say this is when I decided that I wanted a remake of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids because <laughs> <laughs> this was so well done. And the CGI, uh, uh, obviously, it's all CGI. You know, everything that you're seeing is right. is created in a computer. But it looks so real. It looks so good. Um, 2015 was a turning point, man.
1: Hmm.
2: Yep. I, they should have called this, Honey, I Shrunk the Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yes. Um, he uh, gets the mousetrap, sends him flying out of a window. He lands on top of a car and you hear, dink, and there's a little dent in the yeah. roof of it. And the guy's sitting there like, what the hell? Then all of a sudden, the, the blue button is uh, freed back up and he grows back into normal size on top of the car.
0: Yeah, I. Man. Two things jumped out at me. Like I said. One, so impressed with the visuals. But two, I love the gags in this movie where everything feels epic when you're yeah. his size. But when they push back and show you, like oh, the little, I love it. The little right. dink. I mean, they yeah. do it to great effect throughout this whole movie. It yeah. it, it cracks me up every time. It's it such gets great, me in the train
2: scene later so much. Oh,
0: God, that's so good, man. Yeah. Um, so at this point, uh, oh, you're going oh. out of turn. Oh Jesus! I did the,
1: it's I did the guess turn. who thing, the trouble exactly. thing I did at the
0: dinner table. I'm sorry, Doug. Yeah,
1: we're no, sorry. Because right. because the thing is, I write. The, the initial next to each paragraph, and if you do that, it'll just fuck me all off.
2: <laughs> Which, uh, I can't remember who won that game.
1: Otherwise, I wouldn't. You, you won by a friggin' hair, my friend. That was a very competitive game. It really was. We were it all, was. like,
2: one player left.
1: One roll away. Each of us was. And, uh, yeah, so. All right, so, yeah, Scott's freaked out by this whole thing. Like like was mentioned, you know, he's, he's hearing this disembodied voice talking to him, and, uh, You know, that makes him, he puts two and two together and realizes somebody's been tracking him. So he decides the best course of action is to just return the suit. If he can break in once, he can break in again. It's not a problem. And, of course, very easily gets in. Um, But as soon as he steps outside, again, after putting the suit back, he's surrounded by the cops. Um, He's arrested and brought to prison, uh, to jail, where, uh, you know, uh, Paxton is waiting for him. Uh, His partner, Gail, tells Paxton that Scott's lawyer is there which confuses Scott because he doesn't have a lawyer. Um, and then he goes to see a lawyer that he didn't know he had. Right. I like also
2: when they arrest him, he says, I didn't steal anything. I returned what I previously stole. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Honesty is the best policy.
0: <laughs> and it was another great Paul Rudd moment, too, because when he says, I returned what I just stole, he immediately goes like, shit, like shouldn't I shouldn't
1: have said Damn it. He's so, um, Rudd's so good at that
0: the uh, the lawyer waiting for him is actually just hank he offers scott two choices first choice is life in prison or second choice is do everything i say that's not really a choice no uh,
2: <laughs> yeah
0: so scott is pretty bewildered like he still doesn't really understand the situation that he's in hank tells him that he allowed him to steal the suit and scott's sort of taken aback uh by this by this news so he goes back to his cell And when he's back in his cell, an army of ants brings him back the tiny shrunken suit. Yep. um, Which then expands to full size. And the ants start a countdown.
2: Yeah, I love this countdown. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I know, right?
0: (laughs) And it's it's really actually pretty funny. Like, it's just ants making like 10, 9, 8. So, you know, he gets the message. He puts on the suit as fast as he can, and he shrinks at the last possible moment. Um, when the guards making his rounds, he escapes from the prison. He's got Hank in his ear telling him like, okay, run under that door, go this way, go that way. And finally, um, you know, his escape vehicle, guess what? Movie's called ant man. It's a fucking ant. Uh, and he's freaked out by this, but this ant has a saddle and wings, so it's all good. Um, Scott climbs onto this ant and flies over the city. And, uh, again really impressive visuals but just the comedy just like his apprehension at being in this whole situation and hank is obviously the straight man so i the way he words things is funny he's like put your foot on the on the uh dorsal abdomen and and (laughs) lift up on the thorax and and you have paul Rudd just like what the fuck are
1: you talking about so science (laughs) yeah and and uh, this shows that passes out um scott is better than neo because neo didn't follow the directions and he got arrested well, Scott did, and he got out. So he learned. You know, he's a smart guy.
2: Um, so Scott passes out because the he just can't handle the G-forces pulled by this <laughs> ant. <laughs> um, when he does wake up, he is in the bed of this. He doesn't know where he's at, but Evangeline Lily's character is standing right there staring at him. And uh, she's been like, yeah, I've been waiting for your ass to wake up. Um, and he's in a bedroom surrounded by these like crazy ass bullet ants, like the most painful things in the world. So he wouldn't escape. Um, and she tells him that, uh, you know, Hank wants to talk to him. So he does this really awkward, like, Hey, I won't step on you if you don't bite me today. <laughs> um, And they make a path for him to walk downstairs. Uh, and Hank starts telling Scott that he invented the suit, but he was afraid it would be misused. So he had to have it locked away. Um, Darren had found out about the shrinking technology, but when Hank refused to give it to him, Darren just forced Hank out of his own company. Um, hope realized how dangerous Darren was after a little while. So she teamed up with Hank to stop him. And, uh, Hank tells Scott that he needs to become ant man that way he can stop people like Darren. Um, you know, Scott realizes he also has a chance to become like a real hero. The kind of father, his daughter deserves. Um, and in the scene, it's kind of funny, too. He has the, you want some sugar? And he has the ants come over, and he kind of gets the message of, you know, it's not just the suit, he can also control the ants.
0: <laughs> right. That was another great bit where he has he him for the sugar, he says yes, and you see the little ants pushing the cubes. And when they always get to the cup, he's like, ah, I'm good. And then they just turn around, and they're like, well, fuck you. And they start <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I know, it's almost like, fuck you, Doug! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, exactly. So... So, I mean, Scott's got to get trained up. If he wants to be the superhero, he's got he's to learn some stuff. Uh, so he starts getting uh, – uh, uh, who's Evangeline? <laughs> What's the daughter's Hope. name? Hope. Oh, Hope. Hope. Yep. Yeah, so Hope starts training him up uh, in, in some martial arts. Um, and, you know, they, they both start teaching him how to lead the ant colonies because, again, he's learned he's had this power. Um, he practices his timing with the shrinking and growing back. Uh, Hank tells him that one piece of technology he'll need to steal, uh, the suit from, uh, is one thing he'll need to steal is the Yellow Jacket suit that, uh, that, uh, Darren has in an abandoned S.H.I.E.L.D. building. Uh, when Scott flies to the building, we realize, and he realizes that it's, uh, it's the new headquarters of the Avengers, so it's not an old abandoned building anymore, um, uh, so Sam uh, Sam Wilson uh, Falcon is, is basically there uh, to you know he's he's protecting the building. Um, it's at this point that um, Hank tells Scott that to abort the mission because it's the Avengers building. There's no way they're going to do it. But uh, after getting chased by Falcon all over the place, he does a number on him. He fucks up his suit, which is pretty funny. Um, Scott decides he's not going to abandon it. He's going to go and get what he came for. Uh, so after disabling Falcon's jetpack, uh, Scott g- escapes with the equipment that he needs.
2: I, I love this scene. It's so <laughs> much fun. Yeah. He pops up and goes, hi, I'm Ant-Man. He goes, so what, you're some kind of superhero or something? Like yeah, I kids know. are popping up everywhere lately. Yeah. <laughs> it uh,
1: really which I find was. funny
2: because... Falcon wasn't even in the damn Age of Ultron like as an Avenger. Yeah,
1: like, I know. I and know. he
2: existed at that point in time.
1: Until the end. Well, yeah, yeah, it was at yeah. the end of, of that that we saw him <clears throat> going to be trained as an Avenger. But yeah, yeah, so this was sort of his coming out party. Um, yeah, so
2: he's there. Um, and Ant-Man just makes short work of his thing by going inside of his jetpack. Because really all his superpower is is his jetpack.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was it was the coolest kind of cameo because it fit within right. the framework yep. of the movie. It was still really funny, too, man. Like, um, just the absurdity of, you know, fighting something that you can't see, and, yeah.
2: Oh, and then the last line, nobody tell Cap about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: uh, So when uh, Scott returns, Hank explains the truth about how Hope's mother actually died, because his line was, she died in a car accident. And even she knew, like, could you stop telling me that bullshit? Like, I know that's not the truth. Um, What really happened was there was an ICBM that had been launched at the US and Hank was trying to stop it. But even at his, you know, ant size, he couldn't get inside. She also had a suit, which was called the Wasp. And uh, she decided to shrink to subatomic size, which is, uh, this ain't no ant size. This is, you know, you're talking about a scale you can't even fathom. And that's how she's able to stop the missile, by basically going through the material. Um, But she could not return from that size, and she was lost in what they refer to as the quantum realm, which is explained as you continue shrinking on and shrinking and shrinking until you get to a state where time and uh, physics and everything that you understand about the way the universe works no longer matters.
2: Yeah. Yeah um we did get a I forgot to mention but earlier in the movie when hanks explained to um laying what this is he fo- tells him don't mess with the regulator if you go down here to this quantum size you'll never be able to return basically yeah. Yeah. and he set up the kind of uh set up for that the other setup he had set up or not set up but um somewhere in the training scene you you get that that hope wanted to be the the ant man she wanted to right. take care of this but he always kept refusing to let her do it and she would take it as like a point of pride like he didn't think she was good enough um scott explains to her no the reason he chose me is because i'm expendable
0: Uh and he'd
2: rather risk losing the mission than losing
0: you yeah Um,
2: and it's a nice little touching scene there definitely um so scott gets back and they're like he's like fucking yelling at him he's like why did you do that that was stupid you could have gotten killed and this and that and he pulls up the little thing and goes nope i got it um <laughs> <laughs> good job so uh yeah So like this is like oh, okay cool so you're good at this right <laughs> um we get back over to uh cross has now had success because he figured out what the trick is um and he was able to shrink a lamb um which i like he's flicks the thing and the yeah. lamb's like
0: yeah. As, as if he wasn't a dickhead enough. Right? Yeah. He just flicks um, it, and the poor lamb inside is like, God damn it, what the fuck? Worst day of my lamb life.
2: Yep. <laughs> uh, he, he tells Hank to come over to this unveiling that he's getting ready to do. Um, and then, you know, he calls Hope. Um, or, no, actually, he actually goes over to Hank's house. That's right, because he's just standing downstairs. And Hope is there as well as Scott. And, um, you know, Hank's like, hey, uh, what are you doing here? And he's like, I figured it out, old man. Fuck you. He's like, fuck you, Doug. <laughs> I, I did something you, you couldn't fucking do. Um, and he's like, you're going to come to this unveiling and you're going to watch me fucking just shit all over your legacy, basically. Yeah. Um, then when he leaves, you see him get on the phone and call Hope, who's in the kitchen and her phone rings. And she tells him that, you know, she's not there or that basically she's at home. And he talks about how he's going to increase security and everything, uh, cover all the vents, you know, make, make it so basically there's no way to get into the building. Um, now they realize this job's going to be more hard, so they need to bring some more people in. Uh, you know, those people are Louise, Kurt, and Dave. Um, Louise can, you know, pretend he's a security guard and lower the water pressure down. That way Scott can get into through the pipes. Um and uh you know the other two guys are they have their skills one's a computer hacker and one's a fucking getaway driver uh, so scott uh gets in and starts planning exposes in the building um as as uh he's doing this you know hank pulls up to the party um and he almost gets arrested by the i can't remember the name's paxson paxson yeah, and paxson uh, yeah. and uh, his homie Right. <laughs> i can't remember the fucking name is woods gail gail yeah. um so they uh they um need a distraction at which point ti jumps out and just steals the cop car which I fucking <laughs> love.
1: so great yeah
2: uh and hank just walks in the building um hope has now you know worked her way over to turn off the uh the plumbing and stuff uh with the help of louise who's like yeah man I'm, I'm i'm here the boss man told me to do this and then the security guard's like i'm the boss man And he just fucking cold cocks his ass and knocks him out. Uh, Which, that's a whole Luis thing. He does this, I think, two or three times. He just punches people in the face and knocks them out. Yes. Um, So, uh, Scott uh, goes in to try to steal the suit, but he gets caught in the glass cage by Darren, who had anticipated this entire thing. He knew what was going on the whole time, but he would have been playing like he didn't know. Um, Darren says he's going to sell this technology to Hydra, but he's gonna keep the, uh, you know, the particle that way. Like he controls it. His lines like, "Do you know who it is when you control the most powerful people in the world? Who that makes you?" And then pings like, "The most powerful man in the world." I, care. <laughs> I,
0: <Exactly>. I guess. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, at this point, uh, Scott's banging and banging and banging in the little thing, and he finally busts through it by throwing one of the uh, little uh, spinny discs at it. <laughs> make it expand or something that's a scientific
0: term yeah yeah
1: spinny things.
2: many uh, things we get this big shootout and people fighting um and they're taking out all these agents of hydra and uh hank gets shot during the process um but you know uh darren's heading up to the roof to get in the chopper so scott follows him on on an ant you know one of his ants we didn't mention this earlier but he has named one of the ants anthony even though yeah. like Hank advised him against naming them because they're ants. <laughs> right. right. But yes. Um, while uh while he's uh, you know Darren's got the yellow jacket suit with him, he's escaping. Um, but he figures you know now he's got the yellow jacket suit and he has the Ant Man suit at that point in time. But you know this he had broke out, so he's chasing him down. Uh, Anthony gets shot by a stray bullet, which uh you hear Lang like, oh you fucked up now, <laughs> like <laughs> you killed my aunt. Um and then, you know, realizing that the building's about to, you know, kind of explode or some kind of shit's about to happen, we're just gonna kill everybody. Um uh, Hank and Hope uh break out of the building because he has a keychain with a tank on it that he says, it's not just a keychain. And it's a real fucking tank he's been carrying around with him that he <laughs> spans and they drive out of the building. Um, which I love when they drive out of the building. It still has the fucking giant keychain on the yeah, back of the tail.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's so good. Um uh. Now let's yeah, so, let's circle ahead.
0: back to this lamb real quick because I I, t- I touched on that this lamb was having a bad day. What you guys don't know, this is behind the scenes stuff from uh this film. That lamb they got in the lab. It came from this prison because you know this the Hannibal actor was all like, "Hey, be quiet, lamb," and <laughs> so they they shrunk the lamb. Now he's know. got the jokes. Yeah, he's flicking the lamb. He's having a shit time. They grow him back to normal size, and then they ship this lamb off to fucking this old dude in Jurassic Park. Homeboy gets eaten by a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex. This lamb, like I want to see the it's story of these lambs. Right? Yeah, it's just anyway.
2: it's a hard knock life <laughs> yeah. for us.
0: Yeah. So uh, there was this lamb, and he was all like, "Hey, bro, like, let- <clears throat> no, yep,
1: yeah. he's a sacrificial lamb." Yes, he is. Yep, but they couldn't silence him.
0: That that was just my impression of, of Joe's uh, spike strips, man. I like, I like doing it from time <laughs> to time, too.
2: Well, don't get me started on the cow that gets sacrificed to the raptors in Jurassic Park also, because that cow came from India, and he was a sacred cow.
0: That's he true. was a sacred cow.
1: Man, Marvel's just fucking animals up all over the place. You know, it's not right uh yeah so at this point uh darren puts on the yellow jacket suit and in, uh in in, in, the, in the helicopter and he and scott start their uh their epic battle um they're bouncing around all over the inside of the helicopter the pilot gets shot right doesn't he yeah so. oh yeah yeah um, both of them but then they, they both end up falling out in the briefcase um, <laughs> right yeah and it's funny the way you know it again it's if i remember correctly this is another one of those scenes where it's dramatic they're falling but then they pull back and like because they're tiny and, and like it's just this little impact or no they hit the pool yeah they fall in the pool yeah but Bloop. even before the right. product
2: placement of the u2 song yeah, oh,
1: yeah. the iphone yeah,
0: exactly
2: um
0: that was so, so clever man what does he say right? he says uh he like he leaps off of the iphone button so siri comes on and he says what's the song title it's something like like,
2: convergence or some shit like that or
0: it was it was like some villain line that he said yeah to him yeah
2: oh it's just
1: so well done (laughs) playing this by you too so uh scott manages to trap darren inside of bug zapper uh but then paxton shows up to arrest him before he can destroy the suit um, Darren goes after Jim and Cassie's house and threatens their lives. He's hoping to draw Scott in. Uh, Scott arrives and they fight some more. Um, the only way Scott can get into Darren's suit at this point is to shrink down to the subatomic size, which of course he's been warned to absolutely not do because he'll never come back. Um, you know, he's looking at his daughter at this point and, and it's a tough decision because he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to leave his daughter. Um, so... Yeah. Uh, oh, all right. So Scott's now trapped in a quantum realm after uh, wrecking the suit. But he hears Cassie's voice, um, you know, calling out his name and he manages to rewire the suit, reversing the process and returning to his normal size. So, it again, shows his ingenuity, like we saw earlier when he was, uh, you know, cracking the safe and such. So he's a, he's a super smart dude. Um, so after the battle, uh, at this point, a very grateful Paxton uh, covers for Scott because he realizes what he's done and how he saved the whole family and, in essence, the world. So he uh, he covers for him so he doesn't have to go back to prison. Um, because of what Scott was able to to do in the quantum realm, Hank is now you know he's on a new mission because he he feels there's a good chance that uh, you know Hope's mom and his wife. Are, is still alive out there so um you know and then uh lewis at this point also reminds scott that uh the falcon is looking for him yeah. so, so let's that, break
2: down this fight though that was,
1: happens between uh, we the- have yeah, to because it's on the
2: fucking train table with thomas the tank i know engine. wasn't
1: it so <laughs> yes
0: oh uh. we're in we're in cassie's bedroom and you have the train table you know you got thomas and it is an epic fight scene like yeah. if you take if you take the thomas the tank stuff out of it just imagine it's a real train yeah
2: and you hear it like is, you hear yeah you hear like
0: all oh, the noises 100 percent, just epic explosions and you get those well-timed gags where he's you know at one point yellow jacket's gonna get hit by the train and then they pull back and it's just like blimp
1: yeah so yeah the thing falls over just tips over oh my god and then the
2: train like you see the train go flying then like it's on the windowsill
1: (laughs) yeah yep
0: and there's Um, a there's a great moment where one of those spinny discs turns the uh the train giant yeah Yeah. the
2: thomas like is gigantic and falls out of the the house
1: and then there's also an
2: ant that gets hit with one and it's like a dog-sized ant running around
1: (laughs) yeah cassie (laughs) loves that yeah (laughs) yeah it was it
0: was so inventive man I mean obviously look, you're dealing with Ant Man, you're gonna get shrinky stuff, like that's part yeah. of you know, the expectation. But the inventiveness with which they did it was so impressive to me. And it
2: felt like a cross between like Toy Story and Hunter with Kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah and, and yep. to infuse it with the comedy too. It was just like yeah. oh man, such a breath of fresh air, um, you know, for a superhero movie at this point. So that's that's really the end of the movie we got our happy ending you know all is good with yep. all of our characters and then and the
2: louise speech then yeah i was talking to my buddy he said he knows these guys who you know the avengers and this and that and oh yeah by the way falcon's looking for you
0: right yeah yeah but it's not a threatening looking for you it's like a you know you kind of proved yourself and i mm-hmm. you yep. want you to be part of the team um we get two post-credity type situations with this movie the first one is our mid-credit scene and uh this is where hank shows his daughter hope a new wasp prototype suit which looks badass and he's explaining to her kind of you know he's come around on letting her do the stuff because she's more than capable you know and he's he's sort of faced his fears about letting her go out into the world and do this stuff so you get to see the wasp suit it's got friggin wings it looks perfect it looks like it's pulled straight out of the pages of the comic book and uh it's a promise of you can get some wasp stuff and you do because the sequel to this movie is called ant-man and the motherfucking wasp (laughs) yep uh
2: then we go to one more post-credit scene where we see the winter soldier in like a warehouse and um captain america and falcon are in there and they're trying to figure out what to do next with him um they can't tell iron man because the cords are coming and uh Wilson kind of says, well, I know who we can call. And that's kind of where it leaves us hanging.
0: Yeah. I know a guy. It's a real dick. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They're just setting up Avengers 3. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) And folks, that's your Ant-Man. One of the most irreverent and funny and joyous entries into the MCU. Oh, yeah. Um, We're going to rate this thing. And we're going to use our MCU scale. One out of five. We are not weighing these uh, scores against all movies, just against other MCU movies. So, with that said, we're going to jump into it. Joe, take us there. What did you think of Ant-Man?
2: Sorry, I had to, let it, had to let it play out.
0: That was just like you pumping your own entrance music, man. Like you're fucking The <laughs> yeah. Undertaker and shit. Right? Like, like so, um, I come.
2: Uh, this movie's fun. Like, it's so much fun. I also just absolutely love the casting. They they, they couldn't have done any better with the casting in this movie. Uh, aside from the one wig that I had a problem with. <laughs> um,
0: Recast that wig is a real asshole
2: recast the the wig other than that i mean i was like start to finish brought san francisco into the fold now as a new locale uh we hadn't really been there before yet in the mcu um it 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 had the cool takedown scene with sam wilson kind of you know seeing him for the first time in his falcon gear um and then getting just completely pwned by ant man (laughs) like it's so fucking funny uh The story was good. The plot was good. I believed, you know, the villain was, you know, believable. Uh, There was a lot of little things that, you know, conveniently happened just right and the timing. But I think a lot of it was explained away, you know, to make it believable. Um, (coughs) I really have fun with this movie. It's like a super fucking fun movie and funny, uh, which you have me at that already. Um, The Michael Pena just like ranting. (laughs) Yep. The the stupid little sight gags. I mean, just everything about this movie is like top-notch for me. Um Once again, since it's Marvel scale, um and I got to leave a little bit of wiggle room up here, I'm probably going to put this one at like a 4.7 for me. Nice. Wow. Nice.
0: Nice. High score, man.
2: Oh, cuz I'll rewatch it any time it comes on. I don't That's true. Yeah, that's my my thing. Get, I'll rewatch it. That gets it. you a
0: lot of points, man. You know, if you're if you're watchable. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent. I agree with everything you said. I think this movie did everything right. Um, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy effect where you took some characters that people don't necessarily care about that much, and you just said, you know what, let's let's do whatever the fuck we want. Like we have earned so much equity in this business yep. on the back of the success of all these movies we've done. We could do a heist movie. We could do a comedy, we could do both. We could you know, hire some really funny people and uh, just go balls to the wall and get crazy and creative with it. And uh, yeah, it was better than I think it had any right to be for an Ant-Man movie. So um, I, I'm with you, Joe. I will watch it anytime it's on. Uh, it's a high rating for me, too. It's not quite as high as a 4.7 for me. It's going to live around like a 4.4. 4 um for me so it's fair still really high and especially for a solo mcu movie um but yeah i'm all in on ant-man what say you doug
1: all right yeah so i mean i I dig the fact that uh, this also shows you know the mcu leadership as geniuses because the way that they sandwiched avengers age of ultron between guardians and ant-man yeah, It's genius because, again, it, it, it gives you a breath of fresh air, a time to breathe, a time to have some fun, and then you get pounded over the head with Ultron. And then, again, you come out of that, and you've got another chance now to just sit back, enjoy a great fucking caper movie uh, with excellent comedy, a super cast, and a great story. So, I mean, what more can you ask for? You Because know, we know that things are going to get heavy again. Oh, yeah. So it's great, and 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 the other thing is it sets the stage for a civil war. Well, but still maintains the levity, maintains the, the the breathing room for the audience. So I'm with you guys again. Anytime it's on, I'm gonna watch it. So I've got it at a four point five. Nice. Yes,
2: yeah, surprise movie. Like no, I didn't expect this at all from this movie when I first heard about it.
1: Yep. I mean it, So that puts it at our fourth highest rated Marvel movie so far.
2: It makes sense though I mean compared to yep. what we've watched so far. It
1: does.
0: It, it does, earned absolutely. it, man. Cuz it also has a lot of heart too. Like, you know, yes. it's, it's not It's a
2: sweet movie.
0: Yeah, it's a very sweet movie. It's a, it's about, you know, just being Damn a movie. parent and Right. That moment where he's he's willing to go subatomic to save mm-hmm. his kid. I mean, yep. That movie can be as funny as you want it to be that still pulls at the heartstrings and it's still get a little weepy looking at it because it's like, Jesus Christ, you know, it's, it's, and
2: then the moment, like Hank Pym would rather like lose the world than
0: lose his daughter. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm telling you, they know what they're doing over here at Marvel. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Just a little bit, Mm -hmm. just a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, with that said, uh, thank you for listening to our take on Ant-Man.
1: What's next on the, uh, agenda for the MCU? I
2: think it's winter soldier. I'm no, not sorry, no, no, no. Civil War. It's Civil War. Civil,
1: Civil War and, of course, I was ready and I had it in my head, but I'm old yeah. and it just went away. Civil I, I, War and uh, Doctor Strange.
2: Yeah, those will be our next two.
1: I two am other. very those curious. I'm I very I'm very much looking forward to Doctor Strange because yeah. I really want to get your guys' opinion on it. I like Doctor Strange a lot. It's oh, I, like don't, I know. I'm one of my you, top movies. <laughs> I, it was one that it could have been my mood at the time I saw it in a theater, but it didn't connect with it. I connected with it way more in subsequent viewings. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to doing that one. Because I mean, I'm looking forward to watching forward, it again. I'm looking
2: forward to all of these. Like,
1: <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Now going forward, we're in roll now. We're looking well, at the cream of the crop. It's all these maybe that, one. Maybe.
0: It's interesting that you say that because I did not connect with the fir- first Doctor Strange movie yeah. when I saw it. I think No, like, I didn't either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think, too, on a personal level, this is total bias. It, and I'll admit that right out of the gate you have a lot of these Marvel movies that if you read between the lines they're talking about things that I really relate to. Like right. we on the last episode we talked about um, Avengers Age of Ultron and there's a speech at the end of that movie where, where Vision is telling Ultron you missed the point life is precious because it doesn't last forever. As As an atheist and a humanist—stuff yeah. like that—hits me really hard. Yep. So then I go see Doctor Strange, and the whole, you know, message of Doctor Strange is like, you think you know everything, you know, <laughs> science, and but you don't know yeah. shit. And it's kind of like, right. well, I get why that's important to the narrative, but I didn't—I don't connect to that in the same way. So yeah, see, I'm, little... I'm
2: the opposite because like that line at the end of like Ultron to me was throwaway. But I love the fact that you have this guy who's an ultimate narcissist getting brought down, like losing everything that he held dear to him that wasn't really important, but to him was important, only to discover a life as, as a servant versus a life as a, uh, um, you know, ultimate rock star doctor guy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and again, like I said, that it's total bias on on, on my part. It's just the humble.
2: I like the humble story.
0: Totally, totally. There's stuff about that movie that
1: I do dig a lot, but I just didn't... Also
0: Wong. (laughs) I mean, Wong Wong is is a treasure. He's a treasure.
1: Be prepared, because I will completely shit all over cumberbatch's american accent i will shit <laughs> oh, over yeah. that every second of that episode because, i also
2: really like the fact that the way he wins is just by annoying the shit out of the right end. <laughs> i know
1: i know but yeah that, we'll that get was, to it that but was I, that's why great. i brought it up because i was re- i'm really curious i'm, I'm looking forward yeah that to movie
2: connects to my personality way
1: more <laughs> i mean civil war we know where, where we'll stand with oh, that where the whole world stands Jesus. with that so yeah um that could be Yeah, whatever we'll stop now but yeah i'm looking forward (laughs) to the next couple and i promise i'll watch both of them all right no new york trips before them that's okay all right with
0: with that said man thank you to uh our show sponsor mo dewitt dewitt law firm if you are injured on the go just call mo if you have a legal question legal query just call mo um if you want to pontificate about the you know sort of uh, I don't know atheistic or religious themes of modern Marvel cinema. Don't call Mo. No, call us. I wouldn't. We'll yes, talk about please. that kind of stuff. But what, what if I
2: stole a suit to shrink myself and then returned it and got arrested?
0: You could call you Mo. You could call Mo. You call for could that. call okay, Mo. Cool. Yeah. And I feel but, like Mo would take that case just because of the uniqueness of it. And, yeah. Okay. You know, he also would. seems like a guy who appreciates pop culture. So, you know, to get that call, I'll be like, man, this sounds like a lot, a lot like the plot of Ant Man. And and that's pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah. Call him out. Oh, Eric, okay.
1: though, deity, help us if Joe ever got an Ant Man suit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, holy oh, shit. Yeah. Holy you,
0: shit. He'd get canceled pretty fast, I think. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, people always ask, like, if you can have your superpower, what would it be? Um, do you guys have an answer to that? Like, what's your superpower be if you can have one?
0: Uh, yeah, 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 I think so. Um, you know, my superpower, it, it'd have to be something practical. Given this some thought, you know, as a kid, you, you start at Superman because Superman has so many powers. You're like, oh my God, you know, I could fly. Flying is not where it's at, man. Like, think about the logistics of that. You know, it's tough to breathe up there. The bugs, you <laughs> yeah, know what I'm birds saying? Birds like,
2: fly. That's for the birds.
0: Right. Wind, wind burn. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, yeah. no. Yeah um you know heat vision terrible power like look oh, at cyclops yeah. it's a curse it's a curse yes. um you know ice breath it just it seems like a lot of things that you could accidentally kill someone with like what if you sneeze you know what i mean so yeah
1: um
0: invisibility is too voyeuristic the temptation to <laughs> you see might have already just named see.
2: my, my power. i was
1: just gonna say yeah that's definitely yeah. right up joe's alley
2: that's my power 100 <laughs> percent
0: Honestly, at this stage of my life, my superpower would just be eight hours of sleep. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. and uh, maybe, like, if I could regrow my hairline, that'd be fun. That'd be cool. Well, if yeah. I'm invisible, I don't need a hairline. You can't always be invisible. You would turn into a, a monster if you yeah, were exactly. always invisible. <laughs> just shitting yeah. everywhere. Everyone's like, yes. Where I would are these be pilots? like
2: a real-life Dennis Reynolds.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah worth these right. piles of shit and piss coming what is, <laughs> what has happened like oh no 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 yeah. I, I would
2: sneak into johnny depp's bedroom and shit on the bed just to
1: blame him <laughs> <laughs> oh god All right. so we got some people to thank real quick um our patreon members they help keep the lights on they're a great group of people um so we want to start with uh miss hannah christ uh, my friend Peter Bianco, Mr. Brian Gower from the Tone Jerks and the Second Button Podcasts, uh, Our good pal Will Lehu from the Just Surprise Me Podcast that uh, Joe and I both do. Um, Mr. Tony DeGraw from the Signal Path Podcast and the, the uh, Texas State Boggle Champs King of the Hill Podcast that he does with Joe. Uh, we've got Michael McVeigh. And last but not least, not by a long shot, not least, uh, Mr. Hugh G-Rection. Mr. Rection, we love you.
0: Some could argue the most. I mean,
1: it is huge. Yep. Yeah, thank you, guys. And if you're
0: interested in becoming a patron on our Patreon, uh, go to patreon.com backslash. Backsplash? That's not a thing.
1: Backsplash black kitchen version black splash uh
0: (laughs) m-o-t-c-u we have different tiers they start as low as a dollar a month yep um any little bit of support does help the show do fun things like make stickers that are too small or (laughs) you know do live shows or pay for equipment that we need or, or whatever so we throw around that term keep the lights on it's a terrible term because you know we could probably afford our our collective electric bills without you, but um, <laughs> it's a figure of speech. So hit it up, check it out, join the Facebook group. Um, it is meme crazy in there. I cannot keep up with the. Yeah,
2: I really like the addition of the act actrol, Whatever. Yeah, it
1: is. I, I still I decided. I figured I'd try to get people interested, so I started. Although posting today's my- pissed me off. Uh, I didn't do the actor yet. I have no chance. So I don't even know if it's reset already. I'll have to get to it. But yeah, it made
2: me so mad because it should have been simple and I fucked it completely
1: up. Yeah. Joe, I mean, I've got, I've got less than two hours to finish wordle. Wordle is blowing my fucking mind today, but so don't say anything, but I can't get it done. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I've been posting my actoral and my framed scores, uh, so, come on, join in, folks. If you're in the group and you see it, uh, give it a shot. Let's have a little comp- little friendly competition to have some fun. Absolutely. Also, today... Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, Wordle's a pain today. I got it on number six.
1: Yeah, I'm on five, and I... Yeah, anyway, but, yeah, today sucked. Um, yeah.
0: So, yeah. I'm, I'll watch you guys from a distance. I'm not going to play any cell phone <laughs> games that I could potentially get addicted to. So Well, you can't
2: um, really because you get... Six chances to get it, and you're done, and you only get one a day. Like one you day. only literally get one a day. It takes about a minute to play.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. It's one word. I, I, you got to guess the word because you can't shots. keep
2: playing. You get six tries to guess the word, and then and you're it done.
1: Changes every day. And then they yeah. give everybody you one in per the day. world has the same
0: word every yeah. day. Okay, you might have convinced me. I might give there it. A, I might give it a. And look. then
2: the other two, the same same theory. You get one chance per day, and one of them is you have to recognize a movie from like scenes from the movie, and one of them is mm. like. They give you a list of years with, like, X's for the movie titles, and you have to guess the actor that was in all those movies. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Yep. All right, I'm in. But
2: you only get one shot per day.
0: Right. I'd also like to start a a new tradition on our show, which is we end every episode with our, our, you know, uh, catchphrase, I guess you could call it. But before we do that, I'd like to say today's date is our recording date, not our release date, but today's date is May 1st, 2022. And Doug has not seen the movie Friday. Thank you. Fuck you, Doug! (laughs) We'll see how long we can keep that going. It could be days, months, could be
1: years. That's true. It's all up to our favorite Canadian. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But with that said, yeah, there's only one thing left to do. Lights.
1: (sighs) I can't top that camera. (laughs) I said it. Camera.
0: <laughs> uh, I, wait, I just I need to hear Joe do it again. No. Yeah, please. All
2: right, here we go. Lights.
1: Camera. Fuck off.
2: Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going.
0: What are we fucking PBS?
2: Oh yeah, you know it. I'm Levar
0: Burton. I wanted to be LeVar back. All right. I caught it first. I'm hosting Jeopardy. (laughs) Are you, though? Listen, guys, we we need your help. Uh, To help keep the lights on, as they say, uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes.
1: And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, Get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch uh depending on the tier that you sign up for
0: oh we got all the tiers oh yeah
2: fact, you
1: can either be
0: a friend it, of the show a oh. friend with benefits Ooh. we just
2: we could start to get serious or you could just put a ring on it already
0: Ooh, yeah damn. and if you uh if you exceed that amount uh you know we'll send you some not safe for work pics if, if you want <laughs>
1: I'm not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but <laughs> I mean, safe for I'm anything like, picks. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, guys, check out dot uh, Patreon.com slash uh, M O T C U. take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about.
1: Yeah. The yeah. tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks.